the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In steadfast obedience to God's call upon his life, Pastor Rander continues to challenge us with stimulating questions that we must answer if we are to live a committed, God-filled life. We cannot reach our full potential short of giving God, rather than this world, our very best. The only way we can maximize our God-given capacity is to walk by faith at all times and in all things. God's Word tells us that we must look to the hills for help. Where does our help come from? It comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Thank you for joining us today. As you listen in, you'll want to take notes. So keep pen and paper handy. Father, thank you. We're here this morning because we all have a story. How you saved us in spite of ourselves. How you crossed us over into a new year, a new decade in spite of ourselves. How we experience the richness of your goodness in spite of ourselves. Not because we deserve it, but solely by undeserved grace. Thank you today that we can come into your house on the Lord's day and bless your name. Help me to preach now in the power of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus we pray. And all God's children said Amen. God, Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Wasn't that a worshipful time? Amen. It's not like singing those songs hymns of the faith with a great sense of joy from the heart. The first scripture we'll be dealing with, uh, you can just turn there, 1 John chapter 4, toward the end of the Bible, 1 John 4, 7, and uh, we'll be dealing with the first clause of that, and we'll move to other passages of scripture. So keep your Bibles open. We're continuing our series This is about the fourth message or so in this series as we launched off this year entitled, How to Make the Most of Your New Year. And uh, it's just all in my soul and I even have another message as relates to this on next Sunday. Uh, I just, the older I get, the slower I move because the word is so pregnant with truth. There's no reason to rush the word of God. Amen. How to make the most of your new year. If you're going to have the best year ever, it is critical that you serve the body of Christ with selfless, sacrificial service. You want to have a good year, then you need to do something. You can't be dragging and lollygagging and expecting God to do great things through you. If you're going to have the best year ever, it is critical that you serve the body of Christ, uh, the Lord's church, with a sense of a tremendous sense of selfless 
sacrificial service. And all of us are called to serve. You don't work to be saved. You work because you are saved. And there's a tremendous distinction there. All the other religions, you got to do something to get to God. You have to do something to warrant favor with God, to achieve status or merits or rewards from God. But the Christian, uh, the Christian relationship, the Christian, Jesus Christ, serving him, it is not what you do for him, it's what he's done for you. And because of what he has done for you, then you do for him. Amen? Amen. We'll say through Jesus Christ alone and because of our salvific experience through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, we are so delighted to serve our Lord with a heightened sense of selfless, sacrificial service unto him. So with that being said, what is required of our service to God? What is required of our service to God? Well, A, you must have a love for people regardless of race, regardless of their financial status, regardless of their behavior, and even when they are difficult. You got to serve people. And you know what? When you really love people, you want to be here as soon as you can get here because you know somebody needs you. Amen. Somebody need what you have. Somebody, somebody needs you. And if you, if you think along that line, then you'll hasten to get to the Lord's house because it's not just what folk can do for you. It's what you can do for folk. I like what President Kennedy said. And we always said, what a grand statement. Ask not what your country can do for you, but rather what you can do for your country. But now America's, that, that whole line of thinking is gone. It's entitlements and it's what, what the country can do for me instead of what I can do for the country to make a difference in the land in which we live. Amen. So you need to stop asking, what can this church do for me? You start shopping around for churches. Well, they got parking. That's off. And uh, they got some decent cushiony seats. That's off. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, they don't shout too much. That's off. We do get happy sometimes. You just don't know which Sunday's going to happen. <laughs> Amen. Uh, 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 they got a nursery. That's off. They got a good youth. You start, got all your, everything is what the church can do for you. But, but when you, well, how about coming in here and say, oh, I can do this and that and that here. God can use me here. It's not what the, what the church can do for me. It's what I can do for the church. God has gifted you incredibly with spiritual gifts deposited into you so that you can serve God to the maximum of your potential for his glory and your good. First John chapter 7 verse 4a says, Beloved, let us love one another for love is of God. You want to know what love is? Look at God. He epitomizes what real, genuine, authentic, agape love is, my friend. And, and, and when you love God like that, you will love people. 
The Gospel of John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God invaded human history uh, through Jesus Christ. He invaded time and space because of his incredible, supernatural, immeasurable, unconditional, agape love for us. Aren't you glad he came for you? That's why we call him Emmanuel, God with us. Yeah, you got to love people. Like I said last week, some people say, I would get in ministry if it weren't for the people. Well, you don't need to be in in ministry because the ministry is about people. It's not about computers and software. It's about real people with real issues and with real problems. And they ought to come here with their problems. They ought not be sitting on some psychic couch. That's right. They ought not be going to some humanistic, psychotherapeutic counselor. People need to come here. This is a spiritual hospital. And if we love people, we let them come. Now, we'll let you come any kind of condition you're in, but we're not going to let you stay in that condition. You don't go down into the Methodist hospital, St. Louis hospital, and you rush to the emergency room, say, I hereby say to you today, keep me sick. <laughs> you know, no, no, I'm trying to move on, but God won't. You don't say, keep me sick. Hey, I'm sick. You want to skip line? You're so sick, you don't want to wait. I mean, you're dying, and then I get to you. Do something, doctor. Stick me, doctor. I, I undress. Whatever you need, find a place. We'll let you come. But we will work on you because our goal is to get you from where you are into Christ's likeness for his glory and for his honor and for his praise. This church is a spiritual hospital where we do real spiritual surgery through the Holy Ghost on you. So you got to love people and we want to serve people regardless of their color. Regardless of whether you're poor, middle class, or rich, who cares? The ground is level at the cross. It's no big eyes and little U's here. When you come in, don't think about your title. We could kill. Throw your titles out the window and realize you are sinner saved by grace. You know, your behavior is out of order. Our goal through the word of God is to readjust your behavior. To readjust your thinking. You difficult. Our goal is to smooth you out. Now it's going to be a hard task. Because some of y'all are outright meanies. We want to smooth you out. Yeah. That's our goal. You got to love people. I mean you really got to love people. That's why next month my wife and I would have been given leadership and pastoring in this community for 26 years almost 22 of which have been right here at this church. We came way back in 1984. And don't you think people have been easy? I got some, we got some testimonies of how difficult some people is. But you know what? The other side, we can talk about the difficult folk, but there are some people here that are so sweet and so kind with no sensitive agenda. And sometimes you can spend all your time with the difficult people until you fail to realize that you do have some sweet, loving, kind, 
tender-hearted folk who know how to follow, know how to stay in their lane, and know how to support the work of the ministry with no agenda to the glory of Almighty God. Amen? My goodness. Let me move on. I just get happy right there. That's a message right there. B, we must serve him with the Serve him in a spirit of gladness. Psalm 102a says, serve the Lord with gladness. Say gladness. Gladness. Are you glad this morning? Amen. Does your face show or put on display the fact that you're glad? You know, serve the Lord. We say, well, serve the Lord with gladness. Yes, gladness. You know, I mean, you ought to be glad to be in this year. In this decade, you ought to be glad that you're not in the hospital. You ought to be, you ought to be glad that it's, it's not as worse as it could be. Huh? You ought to be glad that you can inhale and exhale and not struggle. You ought to be glad. Raise your right hand. Can you just, just, can you just wave it? Can you just, now move your toes. Just the toes. Can you just wiggle your toe? Somebody wish they could wiggle a toe and somebody else wish they had a toe they could wiggle. You got a lot to be glad about. Straighten up your face and get glad. You got more than you ever had. You remember how you used to have to go get the eggs? You had to go pluck the chicken and fry the chicken. Remember that how you had to go go to the well? You remember how, you remember the outhouses? Some of y'all ain't been there. Some of y'all need to go back to an outhouse to, to remember where you came from. Amen. So you traveling places, taking vacations, taking cruises. Doing things, got two and three accounts and wear nice suits and dresses and all that and walk around miserable. You ought to be glad that you're saved this moment. You ought to be glad that the Holy Ghost rule and reigns in your life this morning. You ought to be glad that you woke up this morning and you got a car to drive yourself in the Lord's house and say, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be what? Glad in it. Are you glad? Do I have a witness? Is anybody in the house for you real glad? Do you thank God for who you are? For whose you are? You ought to wake up this morning with your mind. Stay on Jesus. You ought to be glad this morning. You ought to be glad this morning. Glad enough to serve him. Shame on you with all these tables all up and down these halls. All around, almost 80,000 square foot of facility. And one table you can't go to to sign up for a ministry. Some of you don't sign up because you don't expect to do nothing. You don't want to do nothing. Because you're not about nothing. You say, that's hard. Yeah. Jesus preached so hard until until they started dropping out of his ministry in an incredible way. He looked at his disciples when he started preaching hard truth. Will you also go away? But if you're about Jesus, you mean business for God. You'll find tables. You'll find a way to serve. Matter of fact, you're disappointed when you can't get to a table, you ought to be glad that God has privileged you. You know another reason you ought to be glad? Thank you, Holy Ghost. Is God, God can do incredibly supernaturally well without you. Amen. 
you're not that important. And if you think you are, just die. And the church going to go right on. You say, I, I, I'm in 10 ministries. You die. Somebody's going to replace you. There's another pastor going to come next behind me. I, it doesn't stop with me. It's not supposed to. Amen. You mourn by 30 days. Get over me. Praise God for my life and legacy and press on. You see, God can do well without you. And y'all, 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 some of y'all think God just have to have you. Let me go on and see. <laughs> What's required in our service to God? See, you must be patient as you tend uh, the needs of saints. How to be patient. You got to be patient. First Corinthians 13, 4a says, love is patient. You say, oh, God, give me patience. How many of y'all want some patience? Okay. Then God's got to give you some struggles. All right. Now, say, oh, God, what I just asked for. Oh, yeah, that's how he stretch. <laughs> he got to send you through something to stretch you. That's right. He got to make, he got to squeeze your comfort zone. He got to put some unlikable folk in your life. Maybe a challenging wife, a challenging husband, a challenging child, a challenging boss, a challenging professor. You know, he's got to put some people in your lives to, 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 to show you how to wait on the Lord and realize he's in control. Yeah, you got to be patient with me. They going to make mess. They're not going to always understand you. You will be misunderstood. You're not going to always be appreciated. You're not going to always be recognized. If you're waiting on a recognition, some folks leave the church because their name wasn't called. I'm talking about the church, church at, large, at large. You know, we don't have that problem here because we don't call names unless it's on the prayer list. Won't you say Amen. We call your name if you're sick or something for prayer, but we just don't, we don't make no big deal out of you. You get spoiled. <laughs> Do you realize we're all ministers? Say ministers. Yes. Everyone, all of you should have ministries because you're all ministers. Sometimes we, lay, we think ministers are those who preach. No, 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 no. Every, all of you, when you come to Christ and get in this church, you are a minister who serves Passionately to the glory of God. You got to be patient with, and especially with baby saints who've just gotten here. You got to be patient. D, you must serve in the spirit of humility and submission. That's right. That's another requirement for service. You must serve in the spirit of humility and submission. First Peter chapter 5, verses 5b and 6 says, Be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due season. Now, if you're already high and lifted up, he's got to put you down. The way up is down. It's just the opposite of what the world, the world say, get up any way you can, cheat, steal, step on folk. Get over on them, manipulate. That's what the world says. But that's not God's way. It's not God's way. You, you must serve God in humility. You got to realize you haven't always been saved yourself. 
and if it wasn't for the grace of God, you'd still be in lostness. And I would too. So you got to be patient with people. You got to humble, talk humbly. You know, say you understand. Let them know it's going to be all right. I was there. Don't send an image of you as an image of perfection. As one who has always had it together all the time. You can't help. You have to have a, you have to be humble and you have to have a spirit of submission. Submission. That's why marriages are in trouble because there's no submission. The husband don't submit to his role. The wife want to be the head. The children want to be the parents. And they're doing a pretty good job telling mom and daddy what to do. Telling them. You know, it was all out of order. That's why families are dis- dysfunctional because we don't even know what our roles are in the context of the church as well as the family. There has to be some submission and structure and order for growth and spiritual maturity. Everyone cannot do what is right in his or her eye and expect to be a wonderful spirit-filled church of unified believers to the glory of God. You have to submit. Everybody can't be the pastor. Everybody can't be uh, this or that. But God has a place for you. Humble yourselves, it says. You know, it says be clothed with, with humility. In other words, clothe. That'll be a part of your dress. Is the dress of humility. God resists the proud. The proud are stinky in his sight. But he gives grace to the humble. And you know, he says, therefore, humble yourselves. Now, that's something in that. If you don't humble yourself, God will humble you. And I'd much rather have myself humble me than to have God humble me because I don't know quite how he's going to humble me. <laughs> that's right. You realize God can embarrass you? God can humiliate you? And God can take you to his divine woodshed and give you a God-sized spiritual spanking. Anybody had a a God-sized spanking and know God was doing it to you for your hard-headedness? I mean, he spanked you back right. He's in the spanking business. Some of y'all, this message is trying to keep you from getting the spanking. And God is about to pull the divine switch from that tree. And if you apply this message, you might hold his hand back. E, it is through availability that we greatly impact the kingdom of God. What use is a spiritual gift if you make excuses for your high absenteeism? Wow. It is through availability that we greatly impact the kingdom of God. What use is a spiritual gift if you make excuses for your high absenteeism? I love this verse. Everybody with a Bible, turn to Isaiah 6, 8. Something in there you need to see about this availability business. And if you don't have a Bible, share your Bible. If you don't bring a Bible to church, I'm sure you won't bring it anywhere else. Bring your Bibles to the Lord's house. And don't depend on PowerPoint. You need your Bible. That's why we got the books of the Bible in the, in the experience, so that you can get with the books. When you finally say amen. Isaiah 6, 8 says, also I heard the voice. You know, it's wonderful when you can hear the voice of God. Of the Lord saying, whom shall I send? And who will go for 
us, implying the Trinity. You see the Trinity in this text, us referencing Trinity. Then I said, Isaiah speaking, here am I, send me. But the question is, where are you? You can't, oh, don't, don't send me. I got to polish my car on Sunday. I got to take my dog to PetSmart. I got the games on, the playoffs are on, and don't dare put me on on Wednesday night. I work all day. Where are you? When you say, send me, that means you go when it's not convenient to you. Huh? Huh? That means, you know, it was raining last Wednesday, wasn't it? And do you realize we had a good first Wednesday night family enrichment time of ministry. People were here all over the place, could care less about the rain, and they got here. I just wonder. Somebody going to have to tell me, but don't try to answer me now. You'll mess me up. (laughs) Why is it that the Green Bay Packers fans can go to a game and pay $100 in below zero weather with no shirt on. Huh? And then they're happy, they're not complaining, they holler, they scream, they got themselves all painted over, got all kind of paraphernalia all over them, and could care less because they're Packers are playing. Y'all know I'm going somewhere with this. Why is it that you can have a nice facility, huh? a nice car to drive yourself in, and one drop of rain fall and you see in a tornado? Huh? Why is, what's wrong with you? Why is it that, and you don't have to pay $100 to get in here on when, why is it that you don't line up? Let me tell you something. Listen, the way times are and the days we're living in, there's going to come a day, I won't have to ask you to come to church. You're going to run the church. You know that we were just this much from having a plane blow up in the air on Christmas Day. Some of y'all have forgotten that already. Those are near misses. But let me tell you something, my friends. All those misses are not going to be near. They're going to hit. And we don't have enough security in this country to protect us apart from Jesus Christ. And we're losing our divine covering simply because we're dismissing God out of everything. Scripture tells us that in order to live according to God's plan for our lives, we must be steadfast and immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Know that our labor is not in vain in the Lord. It also tells us that we must forget our past and look toward those things that are ahead. In addition to the gift of a brand new year, God has given us the gifts of keeping the past where it belongs and looking to the present and the future, doing new things in him that shall spring forth. Isn't that good news? If you enjoyed this message and would like to hear more teachings by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located in Converse, Texas. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.